eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. The top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. I'm Lindsay Patterson, Mike Santagata. The thing is, I just really hit a high pitch when I started this podcast because your hands went over your head like, whoa, <laughs> she's starting this right now. So I apologize in advance. How you doing, sir? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm saddened today. Okay, we're going to get to why you're sad in just a moment because I think the world is sad yeah. and we should all be sad. It should be. The world should be. It's very, it's, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping for the, the best news and we'll get to that in just a moment, but it's a big week. Thursday night football is coming to town. The white tiger, white stripes, the end zones are going to get painted. The Bengals B at midfield is going to be painted. No more orange. Orange is out. It's a wide out. Make sure you wear white. If you're going to Paycor stadium, have you seen the images of the new stadium and all the all the features of what they're doing right now? Uh, no, I think as we talked pre-show, it was just like I saw them painting. And I was like, ooh, wonder what they're doing. And then you had to inform me they are not going to do a, a, fly, a leaping white tiger at midfield. And I'm saddened by that, too. That just added on. You know? Okay, the thing is, that is such a missed opportunity. How can you not just scrub the field? Because I want to say UC and Miami played on it last. So you had plenty of time to scrub the field and just replace it with the Flying Tiger. Why in the world did they get rid of the Flying Tiger to begin with? Yeah, I was going to say, missed opportunity. They've been missing an opportunity for over a decade now to have the Flying. Even when it was, I don't know, maybe they never had just the Tiger head at midfield. But like that would be better too. I don't like the B. Nobody likes the B. It's like fine i guess it's at least 
at least there's the tiny bit of creativity as you're wearing a bee hat, by the way. <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I have a confession. When I was at the Super Bowl uh, pro shop or whatever, I wanted to get a hat because I didn't have one and I found the Super Bowl hat and I went with the cheapest one. And of course, the <laughs> Bengals bee was the cheapest Super Bowl one over the, the flying tiger. Yeah, somebody bought me a hat, and I, I believe it also has the B on it with the AFC champs. And I'm just like, come on, tiger head, something. I don't know. It it just takes away any of the uniqueness about it. It's like everybody has a stupid uh, letter logo as their thing. Think of like baseball. There's like seven teams with a C. Like if you don't put the color <laughs> and try to predict which C that is, like is it the Cubs, the Reds, the Guardians, the whoever? And the thing about it is this whole this whole Thursday night football is the whiteout, the helmet, the stripes, the white, the black, all of it. And that's the perfect opportunity to make it a white tiger. So, yes, I'm going to be a little bitter if that doesn't happen. Here's the thing. They could surprise us and be like, I'm not showing you guys a thing. And it'd be somewhere on the field. And I think people would still freak out. And I think what would really be awesome, but it would cost a lot of money. And I'm not sure if they want to do this just for one Thursday night game is to put it on, um, you know, the side where the banners are, where it says Cincinnati Bengals, maybe have a white tiger oh. right there. That'd be sweet. Um, there's still time if they're listening to our podcast to make this happen. Where, where's all the pay core money going? If it's not for a white tiger, you know, probably here's Jamar and Joe, but <laughs> I have a feeling Something is going to be, there's going to be a white tiger there. I really do. Uh, but let's get to the sad news. That's going to be exciting. No matter what, that's going to be exciting. Oh, like, those one helmets. More. Oh yeah. Those... Helmets are very cool. I was just one more question. Just halftime ring of honor. Do you think what, what, what color do you think uh jacket that are Willie and uh, 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 Isaac are wearing? Uh, they're, I think they're Navy blue or they're black. Oh, they're black with I was orange. I remember. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they were last time. I was like, do they go white? No, no? they won't. I don't oh. think they do. Oh, man. But here's the thing. They could. I mean, everything could be a yeah. big surprise because all of this stuff is released already. And I think they like to leave a little bit of suspense on what that's going to look like. But um, for the, I want to say the last time they did like a social media clip, Willie was getting fitted and it was in a, just a, a, a regular, I want to say dark jacket. But I could be wrong. They could surprise people and come out in white jackets, which would be really sweet. But at the same time, they're pretty traditional, and I think they would want to stick with all of the Ring of Honor people wearing the same jacket. Yeah, when you go back through the photos, maybe it would be a little bit weird that it's like they're all <laughs> the black yeah. with orange, and then there's just those two in white. It's like, oh, yeah, that game was a whiteout <laughs> 20 years down the line. But honestly, no, like the thing about it is I've been thinking about this game a lot. And before it was even on the schedule that they were going to play the Dolphins for this game or when they were going to decide to, you know, break out the the white helmets because it was obviously a huge social media. It was going to break. I kept thinking, please be a game where you can win and dominate and you just look awesome on TV and it's not a threat to lose. You're going to just look great out there under the lights. That okay. makes what the Jags game was supposed to be. Oh, that's true. And then there's like the last second. So the thing is, maybe, you know, I we are going to get to predictions and previews at the end of the game, at the end of the, the show. But um, it's just what a game to debut these helmets because everyone is going to be talking about them. Not everybody was paying attention to the helmet debut in the NFL, all the fans and things like that, who are going to see this on Amazon, which the numbers are huge and crazy insane for Thursday Night Football right now. And they're doing pretty good with the matchups. The games haven't been awesome, but Thursday I Night Thursday games are just 
a lot of times aren't awesome, even though yeah. I think was it the was that Rams Chiefs was that Sunday night or was that Thursday? I can't remember. I think that might have been Sunday night. Where it was like 51 to 54. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. I knew it was a prime time, but I don't remember. It might have been I'll just call it Sunday night, but maybe it was, it was Thursday. Yeah, I, I mean, I honestly, we, we talk about Thursday night football in the Jags. And, it and was Monday night. night. Nick informs us that I had no idea what yeah. I'm talking about. Honestly, I thought today was Thursday. So this week is really screwed. Oh, God, I'd hope that I have to travel to Cincinnati. I'm like, what What day of the week is it? It's it's absolutely crazy on we a short f- week. Then, then they come off a win after starting 0-2. We're recording the podcast an hour before the game. Nick, we need a quick turnaround. Come on. I do live 15 minutes from downtown. So um, I just got to record really quickly. I have my Bengals hat on for a reason. Uh, and then I'll, then I'll get downtown. But no, this whole week just flips. Flip shield. I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge, I will say this. I am not a huge primetime fan. Oh, me either. I prefer every other game. I, and maybe some of that is just uh, PTSD from the Dalton years, mm-hmm. but in general, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I like to be able to, without question, possibly take a nap during the game. <laughs> that is never happening with the Bengals on primetime. I will be up until like one in the morning thinking about it. Yeah, I'm a big 1 p.m. girl. I mean, 1 p.m. on a Sunday, watch them at Paycor, watch them on the road. They win, they lose, then you get to enjoy the 4 p.m. game and then Sunday night football. It's a great triple header. Um, Not a huge fan of the primetime that is on its way because it's coming. There's a lot of primetime games on the way for the Cincinnati Bengals, and it's not ideal. I kind of like the 4 p.m. time, too. I don't know. I just don't like the night games. So I do like 4 p.m. I'm not against it. I think about that 49ers game a little bit because it was the 415, 425. Yeah, but so was the Chiefs. Yeah, why can't they just start at four? Why is it going to be the 415, 425? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. It's so dumb, but um, I think the Yeah, you get the the A broadcast crew, though, sometimes, you know? Yeah. uh, People are turning on Tony Romo, but I still like him a lot. Romo. I know he isn't popular. But the thing about Tony Romo, what I remember, obviously not this year with the Cowboys, but – I remember the Chiefs games last year. And I'm like, wow, when Tony was in town and Tracy, Jim, those were good games. So I I like when they're in town calling the games. And it obviously means it's a pretty big one. Uh, But moving on. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get to the sad news. All that funness about primetime, new uniforms, ring of honor. It's a change in Cincinnati. We've talked about them plenty, plenty of times. Every single podcast we talked about them, probably every segment. DJ Reader, you've done plenty of work with him, work with him, work on him on all Bengals. Everyone needs to go check it out. I promise it's really awesome. But the it's 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 a good bad news, honestly. When he went out of the game, everybody thought the worst guys out for the season. Obviously, he's battled a season injury, season ending injury before. And you didn't want this to be the case because he's playing at an all-time high. And we've talked about it on the pod where all pro. He could be an all pro this year. And reports today, multiple people reporting them, Kelsey Conway over at the Enquirer, NFL Network. 
Um, it's kind of the speculation is he's going to miss at least a month. And you're sad. And I'm sad. Yeah. And I think a lot of people should be sad. What does that mean? Okay. So we'll just start with his individual impact on the defense. Now, I thought this was going to be a bad injury at first. And then he's kind of very, a little bit nonchalant about like, yeah, it's not that serious. I was just hanging out in the locker room. So I'm just kind of building up that confidence. Like I was like, ah, it'll be fine. Maybe this is like one or two weeks. It's a month at least. Um, Next gen stats had some good stats on this. Um, not you know, I'm the, the biggest stat guy I like watching, but you know, I think these tell a good story. When he's on the field, the Bengals have faced nearly 300 carries. When he's off the field, nearly 200. Uh, six, 0.6 less yards per carry when he's on the field, 0.6 less yards before contact per carry. So they are getting more, it's at 0.8, they're less than a yard downfield before somebody's able to contact the running back. The stuff rate, no idea what that means, but it's higher, 21.5% to 12.6% off. The defensive success rate in general is uh, 66, or run run defensive se- uh, success rate, 66.2% on the field, 56.8% off the field. And he is currently number one among interior defensive linemen with at least 40 pass rushes in his pressure rate leader stats. Uh, to go with that, I talked about it on my Twitter um he's more than a pff score i don't love the way pff scores kind of get treated like your i don't know pokemon like power level (laughs) it's like these guys actually you know they're making a different type of impact on the field too so his on the field impact individually is that he's very good at stopping the run he controls both a gaps uh he lets the defense play too high when they need to so when it comes to his impact surrounding him um i think they, the reason the Bengals have this nice odd front structure is fully dependent on his ability to control the A-gaps because when you an odd front is somebody head up over the center, DJ Reader in this case. So he controls both the A-gaps and it lets the linebackers flow without having to take on blocks. It lets uh, the defense play too high because they don't have to bring that safety down to take one of the gaps because the nose tackle is taking two of them. He's also probably the only guy on the team that can consistently take on these double teams and win. Think of that play from week one where he makes a stop, a crazy stop. But uh, this, I think, has an impact against Miami, even if they're not that great at running the ball right now. They have some explosive backs. So do you on mixed first and second down, first and whatever, second and medium to short, not second and long, uh, do you try to play plus one in the box now? Do you try to just put – you know, Tupo, I think, is the only guy with the body type to fit what he does. Do you just put him at zero tech or do you try to do a whole bunch of stunts and blitzes to try to make up for it? I don't know. There's a whole bunch of stuff going through my mind on just the run defense aspect, but it also affects the pass defense because now I think you may see less too high structures, maybe not against the Dolphins because speed kills. You want to cover that. But uh He's one of the big reasons why you could stay too high so much just because the safety doesn't have to come down to play the run at least quickly because Reader is there to take up two guys' spots, essentially, in defending the run. So I want to get all that out of the way just to say this sucks because, man, he was having an all-pro year. Like, maybe had a case, best defensive tackle in the league, definitely best nose tackle. And uh, for those of you who are degenerates like me and are wondering, well, does he still have a shot at Pro Bowl, all-pro? Small market. Uh, plays nose tackle, so two big strikes. But, yes, uh, I asked Jake Lisko, a friend of 
me and maybe the show. Yes, 100%. <laughs> okay, yeah, friend of the show. Didn't want to speak for Lindsay. But uh, I <laughs> I basically asked, um, has anybody named, been named to an all-pro or pro bowl after missing six or more weeks? Yeah, just last year, Brandon Scherf and Tyron, and Tyron Smith both did. And Lamar uh, missed five games and made the pro bowl. In 2019, Andres Pete, Brandon Scherf again, and Trent Brown made the Pro Bowl despite six, missing six games. All Pro Levante David missed five and made it. Bryce Callahan, Eric Kendricks, Wyatt Teller, Jamal Adams in 2020 all missed five or more. And Quinton Dunbar and Chris Jones missed four or more in 2019. So there is precedence that he could still do, he could still come back and be a Pro Bowl or All Pro like he deserves. I don't have the highest hopes because nose tackles don't get that love, but. I do have some hopes. I think where the hope comes from, and again, I'm always looking for the optimism. Uh, Jay Morrison talked to him and the group of media talked to him right after the game and said his spirits were so high. Um, obviously, you'd be really down and, and not knowing so much about an injury right when it happens. You're going to get more M M MRIs. You're going to go back to Cincinnati. You're going to talk to some more of the doctors just to make sure you know you can get a better outlook for that. But he said he just seemed so upbeat. Um, that he knew it wasn't severe. And then the reports come out today where, hey, it's going to be at least a month. But at the same time, you know, he's walking around the locker room today in a knee brace, which is smart because we still don't know a lot about the injury. And Zach Taylor didn't share much today either. So, you know, it is something to keep an eye on. And we can be optimistic that maybe it's let maybe it's four games, you know, maybe it is five games that you're going to miss him. He's going to be missed on this defense, no matter what. And we will see that on Thursday night when he's not out there. Um, but yeah, no, just all the best to DJ reader. It's really unfortunate when a guy's off to a really hot start. Um, obviously we've talked about the record enough. They, they started out one and two, but the guy was playing just, it, he he's so exciting to watch. He's one of their best free agent signings. Uh, and it's, it's just a bummer. That's just, all I can say, it's it's a bummer, and, and we hope that DJ gets back right and uh, they don't miss him too much on the defensive side until he gets back out there. But now we get to talk about the offensive line. We're going to get to all of that next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.